0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you and we give you praise for such a glorious day. God, we thank you for the showers of blessings that you're pouring out upon us. We give you praise for it. We thank you for the joy of the Lord being in this place. Hallelujah. We give you praise. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. And God, thank you for having a right mind to serve you. Thank you for the fullness of your Holy Spirit working in us to join us and knit us together as one body. So we give you thanks. Now, Father, we ask that your kingdom come in this place as your will is being done in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. I tell you, as folk used to say in the old church, God is good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Now, before I get started, we had such a great time yesterday, so I I just want to say something to the ladies (laughs) before we get too far out there. uh, There's a scripture I want to give you to be your North Star. Galatians chapter five. <laughs> now, if you weren't here yesterday, you don't know what I'm talking about. Amen. I understand that. But somebody will share it with you. <laughs> Galatians chapter five. Just one verse I want you to remember. Verse 13. For you, brethren, sisterin, have been called to liberty, only, here it is, do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love do what? Amen. Amen. Now, you, you'll get that. If, if you haven't gotten it, you'll get that later. Amen? Amen. But for today, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, somebody said, when are we going to get to, to, to verse 3? Uh, week after next. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> In Romans, <laughs> it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. We're still talking about rethinking, rethinking our service. This is part three, and you may be seated. Now, the reason we haven't gotten to that third verse is because we have just gotten to the renewing of our minds, and we haven't gotten to approving the will of God yet, which is where we'll be next week. (laughs) All right? But today, I want to conclude part of what we were talking about, about the transformation process. I think a lot of times when we talk about being transformed, a lot of people consider that a a work that they do. When in reality, the Bible says that transformation is strictly a work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Now, we can offer to God. We offer ourselves as living sacrifices. We can offer to God, but the Bible says we can't renew our own minds. Now, if we could renew our own minds, we'd read enough books and take enough classes that we would we would be different. Now, the problem is, is that what we do is we instead of transforming our minds, we reform. We do a makeover. Which means that uh, we're essentially doing the same thing as the Bible tells us not to do. Because the Bible says, don't be conformed to the world. And when you do a makeover, you're being made over in somebody's image. Because whoever makes you over then decides what you should be. Yep. So when, when, we, when we change our appearance, then it appears that we're different. But in reality, that's conforming, not transforming. Amen. Amen. And too often we don't know the difference because we think that when we act different, we are different and we're only different if our acts are provoked by the Holy Spirit. If we're acting different because we are good actors then I I made mention of this in one of the other messages, but I'll tell you again. It means that the change that you make on your own is a temporary change, temporary being as long as you live. And what happens is, is that that no longer becomes your reasonable service, which means it's not a service that God approves of, verse 2 and if God does not approve of it then all your as folks say in the old church all your labors have been in vain because you offered God something that uh, religious but not pure y'all so when we do it on our own it may last listen you can fake it for a whole lifetime and still die and go to hell. Amen. And for some people, you know, faking has become a way of life. Amen. That's why we act a certain way. Amen. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. How you doing? Blessed and highly favored of the Lord. God's good all the time. Now, the test, of course, is when the test comes. <laughs> <That's> the t- <laughs> and it will. All right. So Paul is moving away from now, what being the temple, because we, we say that this is, this is where God resides. And we're moving into the how. How does the temple get filled? and with what? Amen? So the Bible says in verse 2 that negatively we do not conform to the pattern of the world. Uh, He said that conforming is a shallow external act, and he said that uh, the transformation should be an inward and powerful act. In other words, there should be something that changes our character, our character. Amen? Amen? The focus that we have had in times past has been on the world system because we we see stuff and we respond to what we see. The most dangerous thing you can do is respond to what you see. Mm. And I say, wait a minute, now won't you get in trouble if you don't <laughs> respond to what you see? Because <laughs> if you stand in traffic and a car's coming, <laughs> Well, see what I just said, that means that you are operating basically in the flesh because the Holy Spirit would tell you, get out the street. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) But we'll see. (laughs) So what he's saying here, Paul says that uh, when we talk about conforming, it means uh, that we shouldn't pattern ourselves after other people, and we shouldn't let the world give us a model that we should imitate. Now, this is why it's so critical that we, we look at our total being because some people say, well, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm dressing and acting and, and, and perform, performing like a Christian. And you know what we say, if it walks like a duck, Acts like a duck. Must be a duck. Mm? But apparently what Paul is saying to the church is that that's only to fool the people. (laughs) There must be something on the inside of you that changes you. You have to learn how not to cave in to the world's pressure. Because really... The world system is like, uh, it's like the atmosphere on steroids that's compressing you. It's like the earth when it takes a lump of coal and makes a diamond. It's pushing and putting pressure on you. And the more pressure it puts on you, the more you feel you ought to change. Now, that that begins what I want to tell you today is that the transformation is a passive thing with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Okay, y'all looking at me. Passive because the Holy Spirit begins to work in you and most of the time you're not aware that he's even working. By the time you figure out he has done something in you, you have already changed that behavior. Yep. So what happens is when it is active, when you're doing something, it's not the spirit of God, it's you. When the spirit of God is working in you, then he is doing his thing the way he does it. It is that still, small voice. You know, the, the next time you have a confrontation with somebody, instead of you going off, You go, oh, okay, well, that's how you feel. Great. And then you walk away and say, did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) That's the transformation taking place. Amen. I can tell you, well, now, Yeah, let's go ahead and go there. When you write that check (laughs) to the church, and the pen doesn't skip, and your hand don't get nervous. That's transformation. (laughs) Somebody give me another pen. But the whole process of transformation, here's how it works. And and I'm going to give you those words I didn't give you last week. But here's how it works. The transformation begins with a word. The word of God is the beginning of transformation. The hearing of the gospel, receiving it is the beginning. We normally call this salvation. It actually is the beginning of discipleship. Discipleship means to learn, but discipleship also means to unlearn. In order to learn one thing, you have to unlearn another thing. So what we're saying to you is simply that when you hear the word, the gospel, when you hear the rhema word for you that causes you to get saved, that is the beginning of the process. The process then continues with what we call the logos. Now the entire word is at your disposal and it's available to you for every situation and circumstance that you need to operate in. So you learn the gospel by receiving it initially, the rhema, because you hear this. Now, you know, uh, uh, we hear the invitation given on TV, on radio, in person, everywhere. You know, as simple as ABC: admit you are a sinner, believe that Christ died for your sins, uh, confess, and, and and we hear it, but we don't always do it because you didn't do it the first time you heard it. Uh, you didn't. You didn't get saved. But one day it became r- yeah. Yeah. me. Yeah. And from that point on. You release the lagos to work in you to bring about this metamorical change, metamorphal change. I want to say metaphorical, but that ain't right. Metamorphal change. So what happens is that word begins to take root in your spirit man. And as it begins to grow, it grows until it fills this temple. Amen. So all of a sudden, your feet don't want to go certain places. Amen. Your hands don't want to do certain things. Your mouth doesn't want to say. say come on, you don't even want to look at some stuff. You got to Amen. huh? Amen. The most important. <laughs> It's more more important. Now, I know y'all think I'm talking about your mouth being the most important. Uh Uh-uh. I've never seen scripture say, be careful what you say. But it always says, be careful how you hear. You get in trouble by what you hear. You do strange stuff. Because of what you hear, and sometimes you have to just not hear it. That's one of the advantages of having poor hearing. huh? what Well, I to- I-, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> But the positive solution, the Bible says, is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your mind. Now, the Bible says that there should be uh, a change in us, a complete change, a metamorphosis, and the Bible calls it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, which we gave you yesterday, too. And the Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, uh, he is a new creation. Now, when the Bible says He's a new creation, it does not mean that you're just changed on the inside, even though you are. But your outside changes too, because your inside influences. Case in point when you were not saved, you were happy on the outside and miserable on the inside huh Amen. when you got saved you get happy on the inside and nobody knew what you were like on the outside you didn't get that but that's okay you'll get it later <laughs> because because once you got saved you learn how to control your countenance kind of lets everybody know that, that, that you're okay. Amen? That's why I keep saying y'all do smile more. I know you got masks on, but you can tell right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is the Holy Spirit that allows us to give ourselves completely to God. That means that I allow just what he says in verse 1, I allow myself to be a living sacrifice. Now that means that I have to allow him, him to use me. Let me try him to use me. I can't use him toward my end. Amen. 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 Let me tell you this. Prayer is a perfect example of how we do it. Uh, Most times when when we pray, we want to tell God what we want and when we want it. And then we get angry because we don't get it. And then we say, this stuff don't work. But when you become his temple, now, now let me stop here because I need to make sure that nobody gets this wrong. You should still petition God. You should still ask what you want. Amen. It's just that you need to change your wants. Amen. Amen. When your will adjusts to His will, then He gives you what you will. Right. Yeah. If you pray without doubt and believe, that you have received it. The Bible says you will have it. That's powerful. You will have it. So maybe what we need to do is let God tell us what we need. Then we'll and I had that little press part snuck in there. But. <clears throat> so, we gave you these words, and I'm going to give them to you this week so we can talk about them a little, a little more in depth. The Bible says that uh, this inward change produces an outward change, and the Bible says that uh, when, when the mind uh, is not renewed, and outward change is of little value. In other words, uh, it's what they call today in the uh, tech world, we become a deep fake. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Lord, I shouldn't say stuff I can't really explain. I thought, Okay, I'm going to do this as in, 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 in uh, fifth grade level. No, I'm going to make it kindergarten. <laughs> when a computer-generated image changes your face to somebody else's face, the, Bible, uh, the, Bible. <laughs> the tech world calls that a deep fake. It looks like the person who is saying and doing stuff, but it's not really. Let me move on. cause <laughs> Look it up. Yeah, that's what, and that what teachers say. Look it up. <laughs> so the word, <laughs> the word here that we're looking for uh, is the word for conform. The Bible calls it, Schismatio, now that means the root word is schema, schema. And it means the outward form that varies in a person from year to year, day to day. And we mentioned to you that a man's schema is different when he is uh, 17 than when he is 70. Amen. So the Bible teaches us that we should try, not try, not try to match our life to all the fashions of the world. In other words, don't get hung up on the devil's schemes. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible says you will be like a chameleon. Which adapts to the color of things around it. that's a great opening, but I'm going to back out of it. But I'm going to say it again in case you missed it. It adapts to the color (laughs) of things around it. You know you have a persona for different things. And that's all I'm going to say. And then he used another word for transform, metamorphose. Uh, And that's where we get our English word metamorphosis from. Uh, Every third grader knows what metamorphosis is, right? Right. It's root word morph, uh, which is essentially the unchanging shape or element of anything. In other words, it's the character or the internal thing. The Bible says a man does not have the same schema as 17 as he does at seven. And and, uh, excuse me. The outward appearance may look different, but the thing that's on the inside is exactly the same, the character of the person. So the Bible says that in order for us to be able to operate in this world system, we have to to come out from it and then have our uh, uh, morph, our character to be the same, whether we're operating on the job, Operating uh, in, in the world system uh, uh, in school or whatever and when we're operating in church. Amen. We still have the same character. What does that mean? That means that I don't steal from the church, I don't steal from the job, I don't steal from my house because I don't steal. Amen. All right? But I also know that if your character hadn't been changed, you would steal from all them places. Look at y'all. You never stole from your own house. Look at y'all. The only way you cannot steal from your house is if you live alone. You're telling me that you live with somebody and you know everything that they've taken out of your house. Think okay. no, no. no. okay. hey, you know? <laughs> well, you don't know I got this. And <laughs> <laughs> don't have no cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> Come <laughs> look! At, I'm telling you, y'all so holy, y'all must have been born right at the cross. Hard to preach a crowd like this, boy. I said, what is this sin thing you speak of? Uh, we're, we're not aware of such a thing in our community. <laughs> so Paul, <laughs> Paul says that we are to worship and serve God. And it says that uh, we do not undergo a change of our outward form but our inward personality. Uh, the Bible says the temple still, we're the same temple, but what we fill it with is different. And Paul uses this term, human nature versus spirit nature. Uh, he calls human nature, kata, saka, saka being and then he says we have a higher nature, which is called kata pneuma, which is the spirit in flesh. When we get saved, when we get transformed, the Bible says we are kata Christianian. Christ in us. Yo. You have this treasure. Are y'all still with me? So he says then that when we are not renewed in our thinking, then our behavior is controlled by our flesh. Let me say that one more time. When your mind hasn't been renewed, your flesh is still in control of what you do. Kata-saka. All right? So Paul says that with the renewal of your mind, things have to change from the inside to influence what goes on on the outside. So he uses this word for renewal. And this is what we've been trying to get to for three weeks, but we finally got there. And the word is anachinosis. Anachronosis. And what that simply means that it means it's something that is new and different. When you break it down, there are two words for new. There's neos, which is new in order or time, and then there's canis, which is new in character. Okay, let me back away and try to explain this because that's too much information, right? But that's why I didn't do it last week because it's too much information. If something is new, uh, if you buy a new pen, then the pen is Neos. It's a pen that you didn't have. It's new in time. But if you buy a printer, then that is Canis because it's new in character. It doesn't do the same thing a pen does, but it still writes. So it's new in character. It's a whole new product. But the result is you get some words on a piece of paper. So what Paul is saying is that in order for us to be transformed, then we have to be new in Canis, which means we become a new product or a new person on the inside. And the new me controls the old flesh. Mm -hmm. So if it's new in the temple, then the temple does new things. If the temple control is controlled by the spirit, then the spirit causes us to do spiritual things. And if we do spiritual things, it means, now let's go all the way back. (laughs) That when I offer myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, this temple, this temple Mm -hmm. that I worship in, worships God in spirit and in truth, which means the spirit is controlling what goes on inside of me so that I can walk in truth. So the Bible says, because the temple is occupied by the Spirit of God, I can now discern the will of God. That's a long ways to get there, ain't it? Somebody said, we have, we have liftoff. I think we're about to get it. <laughs> now, the thing that you need to understand is that whether your spirit man or your flesh is controlling the temple, it is still forced to act based on circumstances. When you were in the world, it was your circumstances that moved you to do certain things. But when you were born again, it is still the circumstances you operate in that cause you to act. In other words, when the spirit is in control, the father knows what the will of God is and he creates the circumstances. When you're in control, you create the circumstances. OK, now y'all look at me funny. What mess did you ever get in that you didn't put yourself in? You created the circumstances. I'm broke. Well, you created that circumstance. Huh? I'm mad. You created that circumstance.) I- and world famous i'm tired Amen. Amen. and then you say how you doing well pretty good under the circumstances yeah. but don't nobody want to get into a conversation with you so they don't ask you what the circumstances <laughs> are You say you're fine? I'm good with that. (laughs) Now, if you are being controlled by the flesh, you will always do flesh stuff. Listen, listen, listen. Even if you say that you are saved and your mind has not been renewed. Now, the question comes up, And of course, I wrestle with this. Are you really saved if your mind has not been renewed? And the question is, yeah. Yeah. Because you believe that Jesus died for you. You believe all of that. But if your mind has not been renewed, then what happens is, here we go now. This temple that's full of the spirit of God, supposedly, is actually full of you. Mm. So you're only doing religious stuff, but it has no value in the kingdom. Yes. So you have the voice of an angel, but it doesn't move anybody. Mm? You're a philanthropical endowed, to give all kinds of money, but it doesn't change anybody's circumstances. You can preach and people get happy, but they don't get saved. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is uh, you didn't do what you were supposed to do with what you received. So that goes back to the end of that second verse. So now you don't know how to do the will of God. More people are doing the will of God in the flesh than they are in the spirit. And they're really not doing the will, but they call it that because they, they go to church every Sunday. Yeah, they give their tithes and offerings. They pray, they sing. But their heart is like a brick. Amen. And if you can't move the heart, you can't move anything else. Amen. There's so many people come to church angry, leave angry. Amen. Amen. Your temple needs to be topped off. You're running on empty spiritually. Amen. Amen. So, the Bible says, oh, wow. Let me see here. Yeah. Okay. I got a few minutes. That we are to put on the new man by appropriating our faith. In other words, the, 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 the new man comes as a result of what we believe. Now, in Ephesians, let me see if I got, yeah, Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. The Bible says in verse 22 that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. Now, deceitful lust, and we talked a little bit of this on, on Tuesday, deceitful lust has to do with your, your, your inner desires. And if you think that you're fooling God, you as folks say, you got another thing coming. There's no way that you can believe that your fakery escapes God. Amen. Amen. (laughs) The Bible says, verse 23, and be renewed, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And then it goes on to say, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, this gives us the answer to what we've been striving for. If I want to know if I have been changed spiritually, then these two words here in verse 24, righteousness and holiness. Righteousness and holiness should be exhibited in everything I do. Now, it's not, it's not is, is it a right thing for people? No. Is it a right thing for God? Yes. Amen. What is holiness? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we always think holiness is something to do with the, our gyrations and movement and, and our verbalization. But holiness is our separation from the world. Amen. Amen. So I have right relationship with God, right standing and I'm removed from the world. Those are the two things that I measure my transformation by. Amen. If I'm still doing my thing my way, that's not righteousness. Amen. If I'm still hanging with uh, strange folk because I'm comfortable there, that's not holiness. Amen. Hmm? The Bible says, Come out from among them. Doesn't mean that you can't live in the same neighborhood, but come out from them means that spiritually I'm separated. Amen. Now, you know, in every community, every, co- well, almost every, not every, but in almost every community, there's a spot where people hang. And you can tell when folk, uh, uh are not living what they should because that spot that everybody hangs at is the spot that they gravitate toward. Now, back in the day when I used to work uh, certain neighborhoods, I always knew where I could find the fellas. Hmm? On a day like today, y'all say, well, it's raining. No, they still be there. They got that barrel with the fire in it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One thing I can tell you about these guys, they are extremely religious. They get up every morning, get dressed, go to the tree, and hang out till it gets late and they punch out and go home. They don't call in sick. Hmm? On the coldest day. Stand it. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Now you you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're faithful. So we just use two words, faithful and religious. But their minds have not been renewed. So there's no righteousness. There's no holiness. They just have a rote method of behavior. They know how to do some, some things. Amen. 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 Somebody say, well, I wonder how they take care of themselves. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you that, but <laughs> but they have a way. All right. Oh, my goodness. I'm out of time here. Uh, look at Titus. I'm going to bring this to a head, I think. Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3. It's the object of the renewing of the soul, uh, to do things with our, our, our thoughts, our imagination, and our sensibilities. Titus says, not by works of righteousness, verse 5, Titus 3, 5. says, not by works of righteousness which we have done. Let me say that one more time. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Through the washings of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Now. That is the key. Now you need to remember this verse. Remember what it says. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Amen. Okay. All right? But here's what it says. There are two things we need to know. Mm-hmm. He says, but according to his mercy, he saved us through what? The washing of regeneration, salvation, born again. Amen. Yeah. And the second thing he says is what? The renewing of the Holy Spirit. Now, we said that the Holy Spirit is a passive act. Mm -hmm. So the renewing of the Holy Spirit. So when we were regenerated, then if we're to continue in discipleship, the one thing that should follow uh, regeneration is renewal. We still here? Okay. So the Bible says, whom he poured out on us abundantly, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen? Amen. So what Titus says is that if we're to move from being the flesh incarnate to become the spirit of God, the temple of God, occupying his temple, called to do good works in the earth realm, to build up the kingdom of God here on earth and in heaven. And if that's the case, then the Bible says that we cannot conform to the world. I can't do what the world does, but the Bible says I have to have a renewal process take over. And how does this work? That means that my mind has to be renewed, watch this, daily I have to be changing every single day. Amen. 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 Now, see, when you get to be a person, especially a male person my age, I watch this. <laughs> I can tell I'm being renewed day by day. Because more hair is leaving and <laughs> more skin is coming. So all I have to do is look at the bathroom floor and say, "Well, I'm, I'm being renewed." <laughs> <laughs> Not being funny, <laughs> but that change—that change, that change that's, that's taken place in me—the change being father time moving on—is also an indication that I'm being renewed. How often? Day by day. Amen. 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 I'm going to be picking. All right. So let me read this real quick because I'm 30 seconds out. (laughs) Uh, The Bible says that uh, since the fall of Adam, we're naturally under the influence and power of sinful flesh. Uh, so we must be operated on. The Bible says, "Operate on." We have to have a surgery. What was the Bible said? You got to change it. And what we have to do is th- this 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 new surgery is supposed to to give us a mind transplant. Amen. It means the old mind is gone, and the new one is taking effect. I have to. And this is the one part right here and I I knew I would have to go over but I almost got it. I almost got it. I mentioned this the other week and I want to make sure that I I do it again today. I have to also do this one thing that most of us never, ever, ever will do. I have to create new memories. Do you hear what I just said? You have to create new memories because if you keep going back to the old ones, you're going to go back to the old way of behaving. You're going to have to create some new memories. You're going to have to create some new memories. You're going to have to create some new memories. Now, why does does this man tell me I need some new memories? I got some memories. Okay. The memories you had in the flesh, won't carry over because they'll keep pulling you back. Keep pulling you back. You need to think about some of the things that you have accomplished in salvation. Create some memories that you can share openly. Huh? Remember what I told you all last week in Luke chapter 16, verse 25? Turn, turn there, turn. And I'm, I'm going to brief you all back there. (laughs) All right. Luke chapter 16 and verse 24, the Bible says, then, uh, He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip uh, uh, the tip of his finger in water to cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abram said to him, son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus evil. But now he's comforted and you are tormented. You see, what, what, what the deal is, is that some of us right now are being tormented. You remember what you did. No, it wasn't good. Don't nobody care. Because everybody did something. Huh? Everybody did something. But now you're born again. You have to create new memories so that the torment from your past becomes your comfort today. Amen? All right, come on, stand up on your feet. I gotta quit. gotta quit. One more week of this, right?
1: All right, family, thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that this was a blessing to you. Uh, listen, do us a favor. Uh, if, if you would, make sure that you go back and rewatch this, okay? Because it, it needs to feed your spirit, man. Continue to grow and be, become the strongest kingdom citizen that you can possibly be. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about as far as a kingdom citizenship, listen. Listen. I have a special opportunity for you to become a kingdom citizen. It's as simple as ABC. First, admit that you're a sinner. Secondly, believe that Christ died for your sins. And thirdly, confess that he is Lord of your life. If I'm talking to you, or if you have done this before and you kind of went to the left, left because listen, I can I can say with a certainty we all have, all right? Um, but here's your opportunity to come back. Renew that membership card, if you will. Um, Listen, join us in this simple prayer, okay? If I'm talking to you, let's get it, all right? Here we go. Say, Father, forgive me, a sinner. I believe in your son, Jesus. And I believe that he died just for me. I also believe that he rose just for me so now I ask you to come into my heart be my lord be my master and I will forever serve you so now I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart that when Jesus was raised from the dead I am saved Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, family, you have renewed that membership. You have gained your membership card, and the angels in heaven are rejoicing at a new kingdom citizen coming home. We're so excited for you. Listen, if you prayed that prayer with us today, we need need you to do us a favor. Text the word SAVED to 252-627-9900. Text the word SAVED to 252-627-9900. Listen, we don't want to spam you, but we do have some materials we want to offer you. We want to connect with you so we can pray with you and help solidify this faith journey because this journey was not meant to be walked alone. It was meant to be walked with community, okay? Listen, guys, um, we want to be that community for you. We wanted to help surround you and make sure that you're covered and that you, you know, encourage you and let you know you got this thing. All right, because salvation does not solve every problem. Understand that salvation is your guarantee at eternal life. OK, and so we want to help you in those times where it might get a little shaky for you because it will. OK, but listen, you can get through. It. We all have gotten through it and we've done it as a result of community people praying for us, people connecting with us. And we want to be that for you. Listen, also, if you don't have a local church home and you're in the New Bern area, please come check us out. And if you find out that, you know, we might not be your cup of tea, that's okay too. Let us know and we'll help connect you with another church. All right. One that suits you. Our aim is not to grow day spring. It is to grow the body of Christ, the kingdom. And we want everybody to have the connections that they need and be in a place where they feel comfortable to worship and grow and become the best possible kingdom citizen ever. All right. All right, guys, listen, that's it for me today. That's all my time. I got to get out of here. But look, like I said earlier, go back and rewatch today because there might be something that you missed while you were jotting down notes or maybe you walked away for a moment or something like that and you need to make sure that you get all these points in addition to that listen y'all have an amazing week okay and just in case your week is not so amazing make sure it has an amazing you in it until we get together again god bless you we love you and we'll see you next time